Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Make sure you listen every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Thursday, October 15th. Another episode of The Issue. Uh, we thought we'd get you guys one today since we are not going to be able to get it to you tomorrow. Yeah, it just um, makes sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, I leave to go out of town. Why not get a nice, solid in-person episode today? Got that big wedding coming up. Got a big wedding coming up. You know, I figured yeah. it's a really good show today. We got a new segment to, to debut some film breakdown for you guys. We got the MLB. Um, daughters with a big win last time. We got some news, just some general news. Um, and the Sunday predictions. And then obviously our big Sunday predictions, betting lines, over-unders, all the good stuff oh, yeah. that you are going to need to know. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll definitely be pretty good. It'll be a little bit of a shorter episode, I think. But nevertheless, we'll get to you guys a lot of stuff. But to start this new segment, our film breakdown segment. Yeah, so it's kind of going to be, um, uh, you know, me and Luke are going to sit down here. We're going to watch some film. Um, we are what well, we already watched, but we – Sit down, watch some film on either offenses, defenses, players, you know, whether it's a quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Even a coordinator that we could be watching. Yeah, coaching just, just find out what teams or players do well and uh, what they do poorly, even from year to year or game to game. Right. Um, today we're going to go from year to year, and we're going to go the Packers offense. They've been so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are like, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers has been good. No, no, no. The whole thing's been good. Uh, the offensive line's played really well. Um, Aaron Jones has played really well. Even receivers like Alan Lazard have stepped up. Robert Tanyan stepped up. Um, so it's just been a really, really prolific yeah. offense. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers is obviously playing at an MVP level. Yep. Um, maybe due to that, or maybe that is, is definitely part of the reason why. But, I mean, uh, yeah, they're clicking. They're firing on all cylinders. I, I agree. Um, so let's just jump right in here. We're going to we're start with the 2019 film, but we're going to see like what they did well. You know, um, and I thought run blocking was it was it was really that simple. Um, we we saw they were just getting a hat on a hat. You know they were kicking out um, kicking out guys. Like you were I saw a lot of combo blocks, guard center combo blocks on the D tackle. Even tight ends getting out and blocking. Tight ends getting to the second level, which I thought was huge. Getting outside linebackers, and then when they're running outside, they seal the edge very well. Yeah, uh, better than in a lot of teams that I've seen. Um, what I was and saying, I, I think that's a credit to their tight ends and receivers, like you were saying. Yeah, I mean, their tight ends and receivers were getting out, like you said, getting to the second level, getting those. You're not going to be able to block a middle linebacker, outside linebacker, but no, getting but, them off balance, getting yeah. their hips turned the other I mean, way. Especially because if you're still on the edge, all you got to do is crack him in for a half second, and yep. that's it. All you got to do is push him in towards the center of the field for a half second, yeah. and the edge is sealed. And uh, Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams or – um, well, this year, maybe even A.J. Dillon, but he hasn't been carrying the ball very well. Um, but, yeah, so last year I thought Aaron Jones was able to get outside a lot um, really well. And then, like I said, when they were running inside, I was the good combo blocks and, and just clearing out a hole for him. And you know when you give Aaron Jones just a little bit of a hole, he, his vision is so good. Yeah. He's going to make make good yardage. And he runs really hard, too. Oh, he does. He, he's just a really good runner. Yeah. Um, all right, so what they did – uh, that's part of what they did well. Another thing of what they did well, which I thought was the best, was uh, their misdirection play action this passing. Was the, this was the big one. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. With so um, Devontae Adams, that play. Yeah, right Devontae there. Adams on a, on a nice – I don't even know what the route's called, but he, he looks like he's going to do a post, breaks it off to the corner. I don't know if it's called a corner route, but um, it's almost like a double move corner route. It's Almost, beautiful. yeah. And uh, 
Well, I mean, obviously, we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, Devontae Adams runs good routes. That's why they're good. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, that wouldn't, everyone knows Devontae Adams runs good routes. That's not, doesn't make for interesting top five route runner in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, that's, you know, Devontae Adams runs great routes, obviously, (laughs) you know. Um, But what I like was the play design. So Devontae was, um, was split out right. And then we had a tight end on the right. Aaron Jones in the backfield. We had, then we had a tight end on the left side of the formation, along with uh, I think it was Marquez Valdez Scantling on the left as well. Yeah, and um, there was just a lot for the defense to look at. It was just that simple. Um, the defense just their eyes had were going everywhere. Um, they were in the backfield, and uh, like I said, the misdirection. So um, basically, Aaron Rodgers lines up under center, gets a snap, and the whole line looks as if they're moving right um, to run block because they're going to fit. They're going to play action to the right side of the formation. Aaron Jones looks as if he's going to take an off tackle to the right. Um, instead, when the offensive line, they, they go to block, they go to block, and they drop off into a pass block. While they're doing that, the tight end on the right side of the formation in the backfield comes over um, to assist blocking on that side to, to seal that edge as well because the offensive linemen are moving right, so they need that tight end to hold that left edge so someone doesn't chase down Aaron Rodgers and, and sag him from behind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just good assignment. That's just good, good coaching right there. That's, Knowing that that backside's going to be open, bringing that tight end um, behind the offensive line because that, that way they don't see him. He just sneaks right over, boom, seals the edge. I'm also right? pretty sure that was man coverage too. So it was, it was yeah. Better. And then um, the the left tight end looks like he does a little bit of an out route or whatever. Um, and then Mark has all his scanning, kind of stays on the left side of the formation, but kind of gets into the middle of the field onto that left hash mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of misdirection. So you got the line and Aaron Jones moving to the right, and then you got both tight ends moving to the left, and then you got Valdez can like kind of moving right, but staying on the left side of the screen to to hold because they were playing cover two. The Vikings were playing cover two with two really good safeties to hold. I think it was um it wasn't Harrison Smith was on the right. Uh, their other safety was a Harris something. I think it was Harris um, to hold him on the left side of the screen because Devontae is going to run a corner to the right. Um, so Rogers obviously play action. Boom, sits back there. Devontae gets open. Great route. Yeah. Harrison and Smith's eyes are in the backfield. He's also looking at Valdez Scanley coming towards the middle of the field, thinking, do I have to crack on that as well? Um, and it just opened up that whole the whole um, outside the numbers for Devontae. Boom, hits him. Uh, it was a really good play. It was, it was a really good play. It was. Um, so, uh, obviously, they, they run block well. And then off of that, because they run block and ran the football so well, Play action, the misdirection play action almost came too easy. You know, second nature at that point. Yeah, Um, but what they didn't do well, um, they they didn't do a couple things well. I thought uh, we're going to start with the the pick routes. I saw a couple pick routes where assignments were just missed. The guy did not block who he was supposed to. uh, Whether it was the outside guy um, trying to crunch in on like a D end or like an outside backer or even like a slot corner, whether it was that or whether it was the reverse way where. the tight end is crunching out on the on the DB while Devontae runs a slant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just numerous times, especially against the 49ers like we were watching, um, which obviously is a great defense. It's hard to hold that against them, but it happened time and time again, both in the regular season meeting and in the playoff meeting. Um, so that just shows that they they didn't improve on it, you know? Um, so there's just plenty of there's just plenty of times where they just simply didn't block the guy they had to. And a play that could have went for 15, 20 yards was blown up in the backfield for, for a loss of one or two yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what they clearly needed to work on. And I think they did a little bit. We're going to get to that. Um, and then 2019, their tackles just didn't look that great. 
I don't know um, if they were just slow, missing assignments, if they're new or something I with Matt LaFleur's system, if there was something off. Um, but Aaron Rodgers got sacked quite a bit against really good um, – well, not even against really good pass rushers, against above, above average pass rushers. I know you're saying, well, oh, like they're above average. How are you going to hold that against them? Yes, I get that, but you you got to give them some time. Yeah. You know, and in a lot of these sacks, it wasn't like Aaron held the ball too long. It was um, – it was clear. It was evident that he didn't have time to throw the football. Not at all. Um, so they needed to improve upon that. Um, and then finally, like I said, assignments uh, on those pick on those pick routes on some of the run plays. It just looked like they didn't know who was supposed to block who, or uh, on routes who was supposed to uh, on like on rub routes, like on pick routes, similar to um, rub routes. It looked like a guy went in the wrong direction a couple times. It's like you have to know your assignment and. Uh, I, I, I'm one of the guys that you have to know if you're on offense and you're a receiver, you got to know every single receiver position. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, the quarterback route. knows everyone's position, knows everyone's route, knows everyone's assignment. I think we should start, you know, normalizing the fact that even if Devontae's split out, he should know exactly what that slot receiver is going to do. Because mm-hmm. the more you know and the more it's, – it's more fluid that way. Um, so I, I thought that they could improve upon that, and I think they did to an extent. Um, but we'll get to that. So now we're going down to 2020, what I thought they did well. Um, again, run blocking. Uh, I think their their offensive line hasn't really changed too much. I thought their run blocking was good. I mean, Green Bay throughout history has just been fantastic with run blocking. Yeah, they've uh, always had a really good offensive line. Yes. Well, Brett Favre had a pretty decent offensive line. Aaron's had a solid offensive line. Um, they just do it well. They play really aggressive, and they bunch. Oh yeah, when you when you're able to tell them to just it. to fire out yeah. to fire out and, and go hit the guy in front of them, they've always been good at. Yes. It. Um, you pointed this out on uh, more speed. They just looked like a faster, quicker team this they year did. so far. They did, and I know it kind of fed, it fed right off of the speed, but like you said, with the rhythm, the rhythm yes. is a huge. We have that right now. It looked like Aaron Rodgers. Um, he was hitting that back foot, and boom, it was, the well, ball was out. Well, in baseball, a lot of people always talk about, you know, the rhythm that the pitcher can move at, keeping that pitcher's rhythm the same every single pitch. Get the ball back, get back up on the mound, throw a pitch. Get the ball back, get back up on the mound, throw a pitch. So I saw a lot of that this year in the Packers. It just has As opposed to last year, yeah, I agree. Yeah, just they snap the ball, get the playoff, bam. And everybody's back at the it line just already. Clicked. Everybody's just, already back at the line, yep. and they're already setting up for the next play. And before that, defense can even figure out, you know, who substitutions to and so yeah, and then you're running already. Again. Yeah, it so, wasn't even. It was the fat. It's not even that up tempo. It's just they had a nice, solid rhythm. I guess you could throw it's just hard in there too. Then, yeah, too. well, yeah. It's just it's just hard to explain. It, it, it's something you got to almost see watching right. watching the game. Um, Rogers was making a lot. He's been making a lot of good rhythm throws, um, which are or throws that. You know, have good tempo on me. It's his back foot. He throws it. It's, it's within the constraint of the play. Those timing throws. The, the timing routes, basically. The timing routes. Yeah, he's been throwing – I've seen a lot of outside-the-numbers routes to Devontae yeah. Adams, which he's he's really good at. Um, I thought they've, they've excelled there. Um, yeah. End-arounds. I've saw a lot of end-arounds. Uh, yeah. We saw Alan Lazard on one, Devontae Adams on one. Um, there's a backup running back or third-string running back on one. Um, even Aaron Jones sometimes gets into it. So uh, it, it's creating that misdirection. The more you can make the defense think, the better. Look, that defense has – I always I always looked at it like this. I, when we used to play football, even if it was youth football, I would say, how come the defense can, you know, grab you, throw you around, but the offense, if I grab them outside the shoulder pad, it's a holding call, you know? And so 
the more you can make the defense think, because if you don't make them think, they don't really have a lot of rules on defense no. from like a holding standpoint, all that. They can basically throw you right out of the way and get you. They can tackle you, completely blow the play up. Um, so you have to make them think. You have to make them uncomfortable. Um, and I thought they'd done that really well. They're making the defense. The, the eyes are in the backfield, which then translates to more misdirection play action, which right. they again do well. If you can confuse that linebacking core, you're you're good. Yeah. I well, mean, yeah. I thought. I think the, people. The free safety um, would be a big one too, but I don't think people talk about this a lot. But uh, I think Matt Lafleur is very similar to a Kyle Shanahan type of offense. Run first, play action is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the 49ers, Look, they've had games with like 250 yards rushing, you know, and then Jimmy Garoppolo has like 150 yards passing but he also has a pass rating of like 130 because he's only had like four incompletions mm-hmm. because of the play design. All he has to do is hand the ball off, hand the ball off. If they're getting six yards a chunk, boom, and then play action, hit him over the top. That's a lot of what we're seeing with Tennessee as well. Yeah. Um, that's why Ryan Tannehill has been so good. He only threw the ball 28 times on Tuesday. Only threw for like 180 yards, I think, or something like 190 yards. Like 75% of his pass. Hit on 75% of his throws. Um had like 120 pass rating. That's what you want. It yeah. works. You don't need Aaron to throw the ball 40 times a game. Right. That's why the end arounds help so much. Yeah. Um, and I thought tackle plays improved as well. I, I don't know if it's because they've gelled another year um, and they're starting to communicate better with the guards in the center about who they need to block, uh, identifying blitzes, this, that. But um, I thought they've looked really good. Yeah, the tackles have looked really good. Aaron has get to be sacked. Uh, so call it what you want, but they're uh, just offensive line play in general. You could say tackle play, run blocking, they, pass blocking. They've played four games, right? Yeah, yeah. Just had their bye. Yeah, so that's four, four, four games, games, no sacks. That's crazy. That's beautiful. Um, and obviously, from a team standpoint, you could point out the turnover turnover differential. Um, Aaron Rodgers has no interceptions. I mean, come on. Uh, and then the last thing I want to say is this is an actual individual player that I've seen a lot of improvement from. Not only in the past game, not only catching the, the touchdowns against Atlanta. But run blocking and the assignments like I was talking about on the pick routes and the rub routes and stuff, oh, yeah. Robert Tonyan, he's looked really good. His routes have looked crisper. His, he's been getting a hat on a hat run blocking. He's been able to seal the edge better than he did last year. And I, I've seen him in um, in, in those type of rub route, uh, rub route um, pick play situations. He's been able to block, block the guy he needs to block to spring Devontae Adams, to spring Aaron Jones, to spring Jamal Williams, who had a play mm-hmm. that we were watching. So – um, that's what they've done well in, in 2020. They've they've improved a lot. And uh, what I still think that they could improve on a little bit, um, the assignments sometimes. Uh, anytime the play gets blown up, it doesn't even look like it's a play call problem. It doesn't look like it's an Aaron Rodgers problem. It looks like, look, they just didn't – they simply didn't block the guy they had to block. They didn't yeah. block the guy that they needed to block in order to kick out um, the DN, to, to pinch in the DN, you know, just little stuff like that here and there. Uh, you know, putting your helmet on this side of the guy when you're blocking him to direct him this way. It's just little things like that they need to improve on. Um, I thought separation and man coverage was a little bit shaky once you get outside of Devontae Adams. There was a throw to Marquez Valdez-Scanling, which if anyone other than Aaron Rodgers is throwing it, it's probably not a touchdown. Yeah. Um, he dropped it right in the bucket. I think you actually said that. You go, oh, my God, he dropped that right in the bucket. Yeah, it was perfect. I mean, it's a perfect throw. And anyone other than um, Aaron Rodgers, that's probably not a touchdown. So I think some separation – uh Definitely, I mean, could obviously improve. And then a little bit shaky against zone coverage. I think that would be the way to slow the Packers down a little bit. Um, and it sounds crazy because obviously the separation against man's a problem, but Aaron Rodgers is able to scramble. He's incredibly mobile. Yeah. Um, so when you're playing man, your back's turned to him. 
He can scramble. He can get outside the pocket. And when he's able to extend plays, it's just you just can't cover someone for four or five, six seconds. Yeah. It's very difficult to do in the NFL with these athletes, especially with Devontae Adams out there. Um, so I think zone is a good way to kind of neutralize the offense a little bit to kind of slow them down. Um, that way you're able to see Aaron. You're able to keep everything in front of you. Um, that is if you're able to come up and make the stop, you know, and, and get turnovers. Because if you're going to let him march on the field in zone, it's definitely a possibility. So yeah. you you have to – if you're a defense like the Steelers who can get turnovers, um, who can get to the quarterback, can make Aaron uncomfortable zone, would be a, a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's our film breakdown. That's our first first segment of film breakdown. First one there. Um, I think we were thinking about doing Derek Carr uh, next week. Yeah, so that would be, yeah. be a pretty interesting uh, pretty interesting film breakdown because – He's looked good. He's able to. He's been able to push the ball downfield a lot more this year. I want to maybe dive into that a little bit. He has been. And next week, the episodes should start getting longer too. About halfway through the week, once we get into the new studio. So. Well, yeah, we got the we got some new desks, some new chairs. Those are on the way. So, on the way. Uh, um, Amazon Prime, shout out Amazon. Yeah, you, um, they are delivering our goodies to us now. We already have our, you know, our mics and stuff like that. But you know, we're yeah. just eager to set them up on our new our new stuff. Yeah, you know? guys, I don't think you realize, you know, just how torturous it is here, you know, having to sit here. Not that the old studio is terrible, but the, when you have all the new stuff sitting about, you know, what is that, five to six feet behind me, and you got, you know, all the new arms, the new microphones, the new uh, the, the mixer, the boards, everything is back there, and we just can't touch it yet because we have yeah. to wait till we have the setup. Yeah. So It's tough. It's tough. But towards the end of next week, we should be into the new studio. Absolutely. Barring anything crazy happening with Amazon, which I don't think is going to happen. Oh, they're just so reliable. Yeah. So. Uh, let's do some MLB now, yeah? Yeah, let's switch gears. Let's get into the playoff baseball Yeah, so race. the NLCS took a odd turn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 11 first inning runs. That is an MLB record for the postseason. Um, 11 first inning runs. Actually, you know, 15 runs within the first three innings. The Dodgers kind of cooled off at the end, but it didn't really matter. At that point, they'd put up 15 in the first three innings. Mm-hmm. Um, so they win that game 15-3. to three. They had 16 hits. I mean, look, that's the Dodgers uh, lineup that we know. Corey Seager might be one of the best untold stories in, in the uh, in the MLB. I liked him as a rookie. He, had the, he got hurt a little bit, you know. This, uh, he's now come back so strong. Um, he's hitting uh, almost 370 on the postseason. He had three hits, three RBIs yesterday. Yeah, last night it was three for four. Three. I mean, in the regular season, he had 15 home runs, 41 RBIs, and a 307 average. No one's even talking about him. Yeah, his stat line right from last night, like you said, he's th- he was three for four, three RBIs, a double, and a home run. Three runs, too. Scored three, three times. And, and three runs. And a double and a home run. It was it was a clinic. And um some other notable performances, Max Muncy, four RBIs, two hits. Um, Jock Peterson had that big three-run blast. He went four for six, yeah. if you believe that. So uh, it was just a good game all around. I don't think anyone – okay, so Chris Taylor was the only starter that didn't record a hit. Yeah. That's insane. Chris Taylor is the only starter that didn't record a hit. I mean, that's mind-blowing. Um, Austin Barnes came in to pinch hit a little bit and, uh, he did not record a hit, uh, along with, um, with Matt Beatty. Yeah. But uh, other than that, everyone was hitting, everyone was hitting. Um, and then for the Braves, pretty much, uh, no one really did much, you know? No. And especially when your DH, Marcelo Zuna goes three for, or oh for four with three Ks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, when you, who arguably I think is our is our team MVP. Yeah. Wait, wait. Eighteen home runs, fifty six RBIs, three thirty eight average in the regular season. He's hitting. Um, well, he's only in 200 in the playoffs, but still, still a beast. When the league gives you a gift like it did this year with the universal DH, uh, take advantage of it. And going 0 for 4 in a playoff game with three strikeouts as a DH probably isn't the thing to do. Yeah, well, you know, can't win them all. But uh, I've liked the uh, the rookie Christian Pache, I believe his name is. He's only hitting um, about 250 on the year out there. I know uh, uh, he finally he hit his first home run in the playoffs, which is cool. Young guy, he's he's had a couple RBIs now um, so far. I think this postseason, so that's good for him. But I wouldn't look too much into it. The only reason um, that I, you know, that you might look a little bit too much into it is just because did they awake a sleeping beast? You know, they did they finally flip that switch? But what gives me hope is, you know. Um, the Braves, after this game, start to get back into their, their better pitchers, Max Freed, Mike Soroka, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're pitching Bryce Wilson today, who's looked pretty decent, 1-0 um, in the postseason, a 172 whip, 4 ERA, which isn't bad, especially with an offense that can score with, like, Atlanta. Um, yeah, we will see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I so what's do, the line on that? The Dodgers are favored by two and a half. I mean, after last night, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be. Um, I'm going to take the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers even it up as well, especially because they're pitching Kershaw today and the Braves are pitching um, this this Bryce Wilson fellow that I, I really don't know all that much about. And the Dodgers just have uber amounts of momentum going into tonight too. Yeah, so it was, that was a clinic last night. I like the Dodgers. I like the points. What's the over-under? Eight and a half. I like the over. Take the over? I, I I'm going to take the over as well. I do think it's a it's a two run ball game though. I'm taking the uh, the Braves. I'm taking the Braves to cover that that two and a half run spread. Um, but yeah, eight and a half over under. I'm going to take the under. Let's go down to the Rays and the Astros. Uh, Astros picking up their first win of the series, keeping it alive. And that series is at three and one now. Astros won last night four to three. I did say it would be a one run ball game. I picked the wrong winner. Um, yeah, uh, you did say one run ball game. I did. Uh, I picked the Astros. I said something's got to give. I thought it'd be a two run game. I thought it'd be three to one, but uh, you know, good game. It was a good game. It was. Uh, they don't have the over under out on Fox Bet yet for it. Yeah, I'll check if they have um, it on the Yahoo. Sport. It is does say that the Rays are uh, minus one forty three. Five and a half is the over under on this. Five one. and a half is the over under. All right. Did they have um, who is favored and by how many runs or not? Uh, I'm not seeing that yet. All right. So over under five and a half. I'm going to go the over. I think that's pretty low. I would take the over on that as well. Yeah. I mean, saying that there'd be under six points scored in this game or six runs scored in this game is just a little. Say a little conservative, I because you have an offense like the Astros who are very good, but then you also have the Rays who are top, almost top ten on base percentage. Actually, I just, yeah. If I had to pick, all right, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go Tampa. Man. They haven't released the starting pitchers yet. I think they're probably gonna throw Chuck Morton and um, if they were oh or yeah. Blake Snell maybe Blake Snell hasn't pitched in a minute. They might. I'm trying to see. Hmm. I don't think they've released a starting pitch yet. All right. If Blake Snell pitches, I like Tampa Bay. If Charlie Morton pitches, I like Houston. And because he used to play for Houston, Houston's seen him a lot. Um, I think they're going to throw Blake Snell probably, though. So I, I'm going to go Houston on this one. Okay. I'm going to go with a, say, five to 
three ball game, Tampa Bay wins. Tampa wins? Yep. I think one of the runs is unearned as well. Houston's been making some errors. I think one of the runs is unearned. It's a five to three yeah. ball game. What game what inning does that unearned run come in? <laughs> um the you, sixth. Okay. Because well, okay, we'll remember this audio. Because if that somehow happens, we're coming back to this and we're sending it to somebody important. Yeah, well, you know. Um I like Tampa as well. I like them by a run. Um, I like the over though. I yeah, was, I like the over as well. I'd say I, I like a four-three game. Four-three. Tampa closes it out tonight. I think I think they close it out for sure. Yeah, I don't think they let the Ashers hang around for too much longer. Uh, I like the Rays pitching staff a lot. So um, yeah, I take the Rays tonight four-three. I like that. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, that's just about all the baseball we have, right? I mean, those yeah, are the only that's, two that's about it. Only two series. So, um, I mean, you know, while we're looking at today's slate of sports, we got Georgia State at Arkansas State NCAA football on ESPN seven thirty. Go check it out. I'm really not going to predict that because I really have no idea what these teams are. Don't really care. Arkansas State's favored. Sweet, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing else going on. NBA is over. Uh, NCAA basketball is canceled, at least the tournaments. Um, NHL still in the off season. Some kind of some trades happening here in Pittsburgh. I've been keeping up with the Penguins a little bit. Um, yeah, did we cover the Matt Murray trade? No, I don't think we did. Matt Murray, you know, big glove hand Murray, as I like to call him. Yeah, he was traded to Ottawa. What did we get? Traded like a with, second round pick or something. Uh, we got I think two guys for him. His draft stock, or not his draft stock, but his trade stock, his trade stock was falling anyway. Yeah, um, because he was just starting to decline. Here, I'm going to find this trade. We did sign a lot of people recently. I actually don't mind that. I don't mind the trade as much as a lot of people do. Yeah, so Pittsburgh, in return for Matt Murray, they received Jonathan Gruden and a 2020 second-round pick. Okay, yeah, second-round second um, So Jonathan Gruden, supposed to be pretty good younger forward. Uh, that the Ottawa Senators had coming up in their system. Yeah, we'll um, see. We'll see how he fits in. The Penguins have been signing a lot of guys. Uh, the draft class. I, I yeah, would, I, almost, I saw something. It was like the only people that have returned from our last Stanley Cup is uh, Gensel, Rust, Sid, Gino. I want to say Schultz. Yeah, and, and Latang and and Latang. I think that might be it. It, yeah. was, it was like a very short list. It, it is a short list. Um, it's kind of crazy. So, Well, I mean, Pittsburgh's great, at least not all of Pittsburgh, but at least the Penguins. Um, they're very good at turnover, and they don't hold on to people just because they're sentimental. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, so, everyone loved Phil Castle, gone. Everyone loved Patrick Morgan's gone. Everybody, Flurry, gone. Gone. So, Flurry, gone. But, I mean, it's crazy. But it works. It, it keeps does us work. moving forward. If you spend too much time dwelling on things that, you know, well, we should keep them around because because the city loves them. Well, yeah, the city probably does love them, but, you know, what the like city wants to do more. more. The yeah. city wants to win. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Lemieux, all of the all the owners and management do do a great job uh, with the Penguins. But, I mean, that's about all the all of that extra news we have. Yeah, I mean, we have we'll, get news to, we'll get to some more news, yeah. Coming up after the segment. break. But that just about does it for this segment. Um Go back and listen if you're just joining us to the film breakdown we had of Green Bay to start. Uh, then the MLB we predicted for those two games tonight. Uh, don't go anywhere, though, because we have our Sunday predictions coming up next. Yo, what's up? We are back. Second segment. We got the news, the Sunday predictions. 
Yeah, it'll be um, good. Oh, it's going to be great. So we're just going to get some news real quick. Yeah, let's um, news out of the NBA, actually. We don't do a lot of NBA, but Anthony Davis, uh, new NBA champion with the Lakers. He's going to opt out of his contract with the Lakers, but he's going to re-sign with them. It's just so he can restructure his deal a little bit. Um, You'll just see so that. The Lakers are going to have AD back, yeah. Triple crown guy, too, now. Who? AD. AD, what does that even mean in basketball? So I don't know. I saw it on Instagram. I'm gonna try to find this post. Oh, maybe it might be like idiot. points, blocks, rebounds, something. I don't it even was, know. It was like uh, it was like a NBA title, a college title. Oh, and, and a, a gold medal. And, and a gold medal. Okay, all was. right, that makes sense. There it is. Yeah, I was like, what's the because basketball? You know, he won with Kentucky. Yeah, he won now, and then uh, he, he the won that gold, gold medal. Yeah, when a team USA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, also some more news. Uh, Daryl Morey, uh, the GM of the Houston Rockets, he's definitely been scrutinized for some of his decisions. Um, he's stepping down. Uh, all right, we'll see. I think I, I like it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I got the Falcons shutting down the facility after yeah. one new positive COVID test. Uh, they are up to four now in Atlanta uh, for – Positives. I don't know if they're players or staff. A couple of them are staff. I think one was a player so far. Okay. Um, also, the Browns, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been sent home with, quote, an unknown illness. That was as of about a half hour ago. Um, hmm. That's a weird, you know, I don't know what the unknown it's a weird illness is. Yeah. Let's see if the, uh, if the story has any further news on that. I mean – yeah, and I mean, if, if it he has, he's not tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, yeah, that, it doesn't really strange. say. It doesn't really have any details on like some of the symptoms or anything. It just it says he has tested negative. So, well, if news comes out, we'll put out a tweet. Yeah, um, um, kind of keep you guys in the loop. See, we got any uh, other news? I don't. It's not that much, you know. And you know what time it might be? Time to predict some uh, some Sunday games. Now you sold me. All right, let's get into it. Uh, oh, if you're going to twist my arm about it. Yeah, if you're going to twist my arm, I guess I could get into Sunday predictions. Love me some NFL football. Uh, All right, let's get on the Fox Sports app here. Let's look at some of the betting lines Yeah, and so. such here. So in the NFL, we got uh, – we'll start with Atlanta and Minnesota. Um, so the one, it's 1 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Minnesota's favored by four and a half. And the over-under is 54. Now, I personally would not touch this game because the Falcons are in it and the Vikings are in it, which have been a betting nightmare so far this year. Yeah, so both of them have been. I'm so. out on this game if I would actually put money in. If I had to guess, I'm going to go with – um, hmm. I'll take Minnesota in the points. Take and Minnesota. I will take the over because neither defense is particularly good. Yeah. I think if they can get the ball to Dalvin Cook a lot, um, Adam Thielen a lot, they could be pretty good. I think I think they definitely – I think I think they're going to cover. If you want to make some money, I'm guessing the, the, the money line on this would be pretty good because, yeah. Um, so if you put down a uh, – eh, Minnesota is pretty, pretty heavily favored on the money line as well. Um, yeah. they're minus two thirteen. So, I like Minnesota. I think they're going to win by more points than that. I th- I like them by a touchdown. I like them by a touchdown, and I like the over. I like, them, I like them by a weird a weird eight points. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with a uh, a thirty eight thirty game. That's strange. Yeah, thirty eight thirty. All right. Um. All right. Now over to Cincinnati, Indianapolis. Oh, Joe Burrow going against a really, really stout defensive team. 
Um, I like Indy. They're favored by seven and a half. Um, I will take them. I'll take the points as well. The over-under is 46 and a half. I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. Really? Yeah, I don't think Indianapolis' offense is good at all. I think Phillip Rivers is is so limited. And I also think that, you know, Joe Burrow, young, terrible offensive line. I don't think he's going to light the world on fire either. So you're right. I'm going to take the under. I'll see what that money line is here. It's uh, right here. We got the very heavily favoring Indy. Yeah. The Colts <laughs> are minus 357. So if you think Cincinnati is going to win, throw some scratch down. It says you're a bet of $100 will win $280 for Cincinnati. So, hey, if you think they're going to win, throw some scratch down on that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it'd be crazy if they did, but I don't think they're going to. No. Um, predicting a score here. So I took the under. I'm going to go with like a. 22-13 game. You think they put up 13 points? <laughs> the Bengals, yeah. I think they put up 13 points. I'll go 22-13. I like, um, I like 25-15. Oh, so you maybe. think they put up 15 points? Right. Maybe. maybe. Right, so you got weird scores going there with a little 15-pointer, yeah. 25-15. Right? Yep, I think it's going to be a really strange game. I don't think they score a lot of touchdowns. I think there's going to be a like lot of field goals, goals. yeah. It could be a safety. Like I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, you know, Philip and them to maybe put up one touchdown. But then I think a lot of field goals are going to come after. Yeah. So um, maybe a two pointer here and there. So, yeah, we'll see. All right, we got the uh, a stinker bowl here. We got the Washington football team traveling to New York facing the Giants. Oh God. Um. Hmm. <laughs> two and see, a half. Who is three. less bad? You know, Washington is less bad. I think Washington's less bad. <laughs> With Kyle Allen, uh, as long as he doesn't get hurt, I think he'll be fine. And that front, front four. Yeah, that front four is really good. They have like six defensive first-round picks uh, within their front seven, I think. so. And I th- don't think that spells good news for Daniel Jones over in, uh, in New yeah, York. Yeah, um, if you actually believe in Washington, I would throw some scratch down on that. Honestly, um, I'm – because that's – this is – I would take – New York's favored by three, which I don't know how. I'm going to take Washington. I'm going to take the under as well. You know why they're probably favored by three? Because a bunch of people saw that they kind of put up a fight in Dallas. But it's because Dallas's defense is that bad. Yeah, but I'm just saying yeah, no, people are just going to chalk them up to be not as bad as they are because they gave Dallas yeah, a fight. Yeah, but in reality they are. They're, they're that bad. They're so bad. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take uh, Washington. The over-under is 43. What are you thinking? Mm, I'm going to go the under. I hate oh, what is the under? Go, yeah, I'm, for you. I'm going the under. I'm going to go the under as well. There's no way these um, two crappy teams put up more than 43 points. I think, I think it's a 24 to... Mm, <laughs> 24 is high. I like a lot of field goals from New York. So I'm going to go like 24-19 maybe. I like, I like 17-10. You go seventeen ten. Yeah, All right, yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me either. All right, over to uh, Chicago and Carolina. Carolina favored by a point and a half at home. Oh, spreads one for you. It's one. Yeah, yeah, I have one and a half here. Um, Tight game. Oh, dude, yeah, this is going to be tough. Think about it though, because you have. Mm, who do you think? You think the Bears roll with Foles? Yeah, no, they're going with Foles. They're sticking with Foles. Um, and the Panthers would be rolling. See. What do you think about Bridgewater? I, this is tough for me because you look at it, um, like all the stats are, are pointing towards Carolina. I'm going to go with Carolina, okay? I like what their offense is doing. Mike Davis has filled in really well for Christian McCaffrey. And then you get Teddy Bridgewater off play-action fake with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, um, Curtis Samuel, really good set of receivers. 
Um, that Bears defense is stout, though. You know, it's a really good Bears defense. When is McCaffrey coming back for sure? Well, right now, technically, he's off the IR. Um, he's able, he's eligible to come off the IR right now if he wanted to, but I think they're going to take some time yeah, and uh, really make sure he heals up, especially because they they could be in the playoff race. So you don't really want to rush him back and then get him out for the end of the year. That's true. Oh, man, this is tough for me. I think Matt Rule is a really, really clever offensive coach. I'm going to take Carolina. I don't love my pick with that with Carolina there. I think Matt Nagy's also a really good coach. I think that's a really good defense. I'm taking the under for sure on 44 and a half because that Chicago offense is terrible and the Chicago defense is really good. So they're going to hold Carolina to low scoring game. I'd go 21, 20 Carolina. I think it's a close game. I, I, I actually take Chicago to cover the one and a half point spread. I like the one point spread. I like Chicago to win though. I like Chicago to be on top here. Um, I like the under, too. You like the under, yeah? Like, what are you thinking for uh final score here? Um, probably around the same. I'd say 21-20. I'd say but you're going to flip it and go Chicago. Yeah. But I'd say Chicago wins, yeah. All right. Um, all right, let's go. Oh, God, there's a lot of terrible games. Detroit at um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, man. Where's Matt Stafford hurt? Might be. Hmm. Uh. Maybe it's not hurt. It just doesn't have him listed as a starting quarterback. It's weird. Uh, but anyway, I I do like um, Detroit. I, th- I think their running game, I think Adrian Peterson's going to get going a little bit here. Um, I like TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. I like Matt Stafford more than I like Minshew. Um, well, actually, I don't know. If you look at the stats here, Minshew's having actually a better year. But I, I still think I still efficient. I think they're a better coach team, too. I think I like Matt Patricia. Um more than most, but still not great. But uh, I like it more than Doug Marone. Just more talent on the Detroit roster, I think. Um, they, they put up a fight against uh, against Aaron Rodgers and them for the first, like, half of the game. Yeah. So um, the spread's Detroit by three and a half. Uh, the over-under's 54 and a half. What do you think for the over-under? Um, I like the over. You like the over? I like the over as well, yeah. I think both offenses actually score. I think they're going to come up a lot. Um, like, believe it or not, Jacksonville can actually put up some points. DJ Chark, Minshew, um, running back by committee. They can put up some decent amount of points. I do like the over as well. Um, like I said, Detroit fair by three and a half. I think they cover it. I think it's a four-point game. I, I'm going to go with like a, like a, like a 34-30 um, type of game. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um oh. This is so bad. Yeah, there's just not a lot of great games. We're going to go here to um, – let's go – we'll stay in the 1 o'clock window. We'll go Baltimore at Philadelphia. Okay. Um, This should be a – It's weird because I'm taking all – you know, I'm taking mostly non-underdogs here. Taking on taking a lot of favorites. Baltimore favored by seven, and I think rightfully so. Um, I think Baltimore's a better team than Pittsburgh. It's close, though. I mean, the Steelers have shown that, you know, they're, they, they're kind of legit. I think Baltimore is a better team, but I think Pittsburgh matches up well to Baltimore. So, I think when they play – Well, yeah, I'm just saying I think I think Baltimore is a better team and the Pittsburgh covered the spread easily against um, against the Eagles at that last in that last drive there. So, I, I do like Baltimore. They're favored by seven. The over-under is 47.5. So, I think Wentz and, and uh, that new guy, Fulgham, I think Peterson, the, the head coach, Doug Peterson, I think they're starting to figure it out a little bit. Miles Sanders starting to get a little bit better here and there, especially in the past game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the over for sure. Um, oh yeah, I'll take the point. I'll take the over. 
Um, yeah, eighty six percent of betters are, are liking the over here. I'm gonna stick with the over. The over under is forty seven and a half. By the way, Baltimore's favored by seven. I do Ooh. like that. I, I yeah, I think they cover that. I think it's a ten point game. I think this week is a better week for Lamar. I think we see Lamar do a little more, and I think we see him progress. I agree. I think he's gonna be more active with his legs as well. Yeah, he he has to be because what we've been seeing from him this year just. He's just really at the bottom of the first tier, like we said this week. Oh yeah, yeah, for or, sure. Wait, is he in the second tier? We have no, no, no. We have yeah, we have in the second tier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say he's middle of the road in the second tier so far this year. I'd put Big Ben above him so far. I'd put Brady above him. I'd put probably Jared Goff above he him. He definitely right now. hasn't even looked like the best quarterback in his division this year. So no, far. I think Ben's looked looked better. I think uh, yeah, just Ben Baker's not better, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll stay also in the one o'clock window here, Houston. At Tennessee, Tennessee's favored by four. I like Tennessee to win that game. Simple yeah. as that. I don't think it's crazy. Tennessee, they showed me a lot beating the Bills. I like Tennessee to cover the four-point spread. Over-under is 53-and-a-half. I like the over on that. I think Tennessee's going to put up 30-some points. Oh, I forgot to predict the Baltimore and Phillies final score. Um, so there's like a 10-point game. I guess the over. Let me go. Forty-one thirty. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of high scoring. I think Wentz is going to put up some points here. Hopefully, yeah. Um, put up twenty-nine that. against that Pittsburgh defense. I think Baltimore doesn't have as good of a defense. So, um, yeah. that's true. He did pick us apart. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, like I said, back to Houston and Tennessee. I like Tennessee to cover. Um, Tennessee to cover that that four and a half point or the four point spread. Yeah. Um, over under fifty three and a half. I like the over. Like I said, I think Tennessee's going to put up some points. I think uh, I also think Deshaun is going to be able to put up some points as well. Um, the Tennessee defense isn't great. They rank thirtieth overall in the league. I think they're twenty seventh against the run, like thirty first against the pass, something like that. They rank thirtieth overall. Um, so they're not, they're not great. I mean, no. they, they did hold Josh Allen, but I think that was more of a matchup thing. I just think I think Deshaun puts up some stats. He's yeah. able to extend plays better than I think Allen is. Um. 53 and a half over under. So I'm going to go with like a. I like Tennessee to cover that spread. I'm going to go, you know, 36 to, to 28, uh, Tennessee. Okay. Okay. I like Tennessee. I like them to cover. I like them with the points. I do like the over as well. So I'm probably going to go with. What is that? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably take 35-28 in this game. 35-28, all right, that's fair. I went 36-28, so we're close. All right, let's see what the next game is. Like I said, staying in the 1 o'clock window, we just go Denver and New England. All right, uh, New England's at home. They're favored by 10. Cam Newton will be back. Um, Denver probably is running out what Jeff Driscoll or Brett Ripon out there. So um, I don't even know. I'll take the Patriots. I mean, young guys get young quarterbacks get eaten alive by Bill Belichick. Eaten yes, alive. Um, so I will take Bill Belichick with that defense. Cam Newton coming back, being just good enough. Um, the ten point spread. I will definitely take the points. I think New England wins big, but I don't think Denver scores like at all. You know. I think it's like a 28-3 game. I really don't think they let up a touchdown to, to, to um, Denver, especially if Melvin, Organ, uh, Melvin Gordon doesn't play. Which I think he's questionable, right? 
well, it's because he got pulled over for a DUI. So, yeah, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, he's listed as questionable, but it's not like an injury questionable. It's, well, like, yeah. a, it's like, am I arrested or not questionable? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll take him. I think I think that's a runaway game. I, I'd put a lot. Uh, I don't know what the money line is. Let's check the money line on that. Um, yeah, I mean, New England's plus uh, 455. So, I mean – I'm not going to put 455 down to just win 100 bucks. No, so, yeah. but I mean, ideally, I would put some money down on New England because I feel that confident. But the the money line's not there. No. Um. All right. Let's go to who my we're going to say that for the end. Actually, game of the week there. Um. Let's go. Oh God, another stinker here. Uh, <laughs> the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Miami's favored by nine. I like Miami to cover. We don't even have to talk about this. Over under is 47. Now. I. Th- is Darnold going to be back or is Flacco starting? Oh, it's going to be brutal. I, I mean, I like Miami like 28 to 6. Yeah. What do you think? Actually, I'm going to go 31 6. I think Miami gets a field goal. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't even think it's going to be even remotely close. Yeah. The nine point spread is almost um, insulting to Miami. I think is. they're going to cover that without a doubt. They're going to cover that within the first quarter. Yeah. I think I like this game 28. 28-3, like I predicted the last or, one. Yeah. Or 28-6. You can go 28-6. Yeah, I'm going to go 31-6. I, I don't think New York's worth a touchdown. No, they, there's no way. Um, And then the over-under is 47. What are you thinking? I like the under. I like the under just because I don't think New York's going to score. Nope, and I don't think Miami will put up 46 points on their own. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go. How about we look at – L.A. at San Fran. It's the Sunday night football game. Uh, L.A. is favored by three and a half. Um, they're at San Fran, but, you know, no fans. I, I do like L.A. I think L.A. is going to win this game. I like game. L.A. and I like it. I like L.A. because of all San Fran's injuries, too. Did anyone else see Jimmy Garoppolo last game? He was god-awful. Yeah, he was not good. He was That was easily the worst game I've ever seen um, from a quarterback that has been to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. I also think Jared Goff. Look, I think he's a tier two guy. Um. Look, thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred yards in the season, eight touchdowns, three picks. He's been incredibly mobile as well. Yeah, he's been. Um, he also has two rushing pocket. touchdowns. Um, I'm not saying he has a lot of rushing yards, but the pocket manipulation, you're able to roll out the pocket with him. Um. Look, every single stack right. So LA scores the ball more. They hold their um, opponents to less points. They get more yards. They get more yards on the ground. They get more yards through the air. They let up less yards, you know. I, it's just everything points me to to LA. Yeah, and I, I think they're a better coached football team right now. I like LA twenty eight twenty five. Twenty. Oh, so you think it's pretty close? You don't? You like San Fran to cover at least? I do. Okay, I don't think San Fran covers. I like LA. I like the over though. I do. I like Jimmy Garoppolo to bounce back a little bit. George Kittle will be playing. See, the thing is, I, I just like I like the under because LA is. Third in the league in points against. Like their, uh, their defense see. is not bad, and plus, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo did not look good last week, and then he's going to come in and face a top three defense. We go in, in terms of points scored or in t- points against. Yeah, um, I'm going to go twenty nine, twenty four. Okay, so closer. Yeah, I don't think they cover by a lot. I think they. Um, you know, I think it's a five point game. That's still the over, though. Yeah, it's still the over at 53. The okay. over under is 52, so it is still the over. Um, yeah, I that, that'll be a good Sunday night game. I agree. 
Uh, let's go to my game of the week, other than obviously the Pittsburgh game. Uh, Green Bay at Tampa. This Look, you get Brady fun. and Rodgers. This is going to be amazing. I uh, love that 4 o'clock window too, man. Do That's you have yours as even? Oh, you have Green Bay favored by one. Fox Bet has this game completely deadlock even. You can't even bet over – or you can't even bet um, on uh, on that because – Oh, okay. Oh, now it says here odds Packers favored by one. Okay, so Green Bay favored by one like you have. Yes. Well, you have your over under at. Unless, the over under, I have it at 55. Okay, 55 and a half on Yahoo's. All right, so we got uh, Green Bay favored by one. I actually like Green Bay to cover. Look, that offensive line for Tampa Bay looked terrible. And with Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith um, for Green Bay, I think they actually get to Brady. I think they record four sacks, um, but I think they hit him a lot more. I think they hold the running game. Fournette is coming off an injury. We have no idea what we're going to get from him. Um, we have, I think, Shady McCoy still out. Uh, so running back by committee, not really an option. We'll just have two rotating in with Kishon Vaughn, who's really a nobody running back yeah. um, out of Vanderbilt. And then uh, I don't know what Chris Godwin, the deal is there. I, I really don't know how healthy Mike Evans is. I just, yeah, you know, uh, I'll take Green Bay. I think I think Green Bay is a Super Bowl team, to be honest with you. I Especially think- after looking at the film like we did. Uh, I love it. I know that Tampa Bay's defense is good. The the thing that you can get them on is running the football and play action because mm-hmm. they have those aggressive defensive ends. You got Shaq Barrett, the outside linebacker, loves to get upfield. You got Jason Pierre-Paul, loves to get upfield. And Dominic and Sue going to get to the passer. Yeah. Um, so if you can get those guys off balance, a lot of draws, run at them. The best way to beat the blitz is sometimes running at the blitz. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some hard power running like Matt LaFleur loves to do. Uh, with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, even AJ Dillon rotating him in there a little bit, I think you need to get him some carries. Uh, I like, I just like Green Bay. I also think you're right too that they hit that they sack Brady. Even if they don't sack Brady, they're going to hit him. They're going to hit him a lot. At least hit him, get some hurry up, just make him some uncomfortable. Throws, yeah, make him uncomfortable, force him into some mistakes. You never know. We've seen what I think two or three uh, pick sixes from him this year, and like yeah. four in the last like ten games. And yeah, who knows if you hurry him up, you have no idea. Especially with a guy like Jair Alexander. Um, the DB on the outside for the Packers. He likes to take a lot of risks, jump some routes. He could jump one and return at the house. You never know. They might be able to steal a touchdown. Force him into some mistakes. Um, I think it is a close game, though. I do like Green Bay to cover. I think it's like oh, it's four to seven point game. I think it comes down to the fourth quarter. Yeah. I think it comes down to the last one or two possessions. And I like the under. I don't think they go over that 55 and a half. 55 and a half. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I like the under as well. I, I like the under. Generally, like I, I think I would generally take the over with Brady versus, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers, two of the best quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion, at least skill wise, with um, with Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. I just think Tampa Bay's got a really good defense. Todd Bowles is a really good coordinator. You factor which maybe, maybe we could uh, do a little film study on Todd Bowles and that defense because their yeah. schemes are very I clever. Because you have like literally probably the best linebacking duo in Tampa Bay. Oh, Devin White and um, what Levante David and yes. Levante David, and then you get a guy like no one talks about Shaq Barrett. No, and it seems like Ngama Kinsu has kind of like disappeared. He's still good. Yeah, Jason Pierre Paul kind of disappeared. He's still good. So I, that's why I like the under. I mean, yeah, I like the under, and I think even Green good. Bay still has a really good defense. They um, do. They're kind of underappreciated a little bit. I mean, we could pull up some stats here. Uh, I mean, Tam- look, Tampa's only letting up fifty-eight rush yards a game. And, yeah, fifty-eight. But I still think. Um, with Matt Lafleur system, I still think he he cleverly um, runs the football really well against this team, and uh, they're only letting up two hundred and about forty pass yards a game. Um, so Green statistically, Bay. the defense uh, it's going to be cool because you get 
a lesser offense in Tampa Bay going against a lesser defense in Green Bay. So it's pretty evenly matched there. And then you get a really high-powered offense in Green Bay against a really good defense in Tampa. It's going to be very evenly matched on both sides of the football, I think. Yeah, here's the stats for Green Bay's first in points per game. Uh, First in pass yards a game, first in rush yards per game. Tampa is ninth in points per game. Um, And then yards, you have Green Bay at number two. Um, And then where I want to talk about points against, uh, Green Bay is a top ten defense in points per game. Points against. They're yeah, I, I think people underestimate Green um, Bay's defense. They're pretty decent, but I still think Tampa's is better, even though yes. despite that stat. Yep, and I mean in sacks too, it's still pretty close uh, with 17 sacks. That leads the league for Tampa, and then the, the Green Bay has 12, and they're fifth in the league. You know what's interesting here? I'm looking at time of possession for both these teams, and Tampa is 31st, and Green Bay is 30th. Very quick that's score uncharacteristic though, because. Green Bay loved to pound the football, which is weird. But I think also you get a big play to Devontae Adams, so Scott, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It's, it's the explosiveness of the offense. kind of skews that result yes. a little bit, I think. Yeah, you're right. Um, um, all right, let's, hear, let's go to the hometown. Uh, oh, wait, we didn't predict the score, did we? No, but we said Okay, that. I'm going to go with um, 27 for Green Bay and uh, 23 for Tampa. I'm like 24-21. 24-21. All right, I'm going to go 27-23. Um, all right, Cleveland at Pittsburgh with a 4-1 Browns, 4-1 for the first time, and I don't know, like ever. And uh, <laughs> the Pittsburgh 4-0 for the first time in actually like 10 years, but, I mean, a little more normal for us over here, huh? Um, Since 79, actually, I think, is the first time we've been 4-0. The Pittsburgh at home has beaten the Browns 16 straight times. I don't care if there's fans or not or how many fans there are. Well, Cleveland's Cleveland, okay? Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh. The rate there, the the level that Big Ben is playing at right now is extraordinary. It is a thousand yards, ten touchdowns, only one interception. Um, the efficiency has been there. It has, and uh, I think that's you, not a lot of people expect that. And I think I think the defense for Pittsburgh just smothers Baker. Mm. Baker really does not do well against the rush. No. Um. So I I love I love Pittsburgh in this game. This is a game that I would put a lot of money on because a lot of people were thinking, yeah, Cleveland's close, you know, this, that. Uh, you know, the money line, you put a bet on Pittsburgh, you know, they're, they're minus 175, you get some decent return on that. Look, 70, 76% of people are uh, are picking the Steelers, you yeah. know. Um, the over-under is, is uh, 51. 91% of people are betting the over. I am going to go the under. I'm going to go uncharacteristically under. I think the Pittsburgh defense smothers Baker, especially with a team that plays so slow like the Browns do with, uh, you know, you, I don't know if Chubb's coming back. I don't think he is right now. But with Kareem Hunt, they're Ernest Johnson, they, they're the backs that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they play a little bit slower looking for time of possession. The Steelers don't play all that fast either with Ben. Um, so I think there's just going to be less possession simply to go around to get that many points. Yeah. Uh, so 51 is the over-under. I like a – I like 28-21 Steelers. I like a 28-17 game Steelers. I think that defense is going to look really good. Yeah. I mean, look, how where where are you going to run the foot? Seriously, let's let's think about it here. Let's look at the Steelers front like what, 7? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look here. So we got what? Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, TJ Watt. TJ Watt. And then if it's a running situation, Boom, Bud, why don't you just get out of the game? Tyson Alalu, who is huge. Yep. He's just as of Tuit and Hayward. So you got three mammoths 
<laughs> or you could even keep Bud into a five-man front and then just Vince Williams and um, Devin Bush in the and Devin Bush right there. If you know it's a run situation. Look, I love the Steelers front. So where are you going to run on that? Oh, you're going to run on Vince Williams? He's going to plant you. You're going to try to get outside on Devin Bush? He's going to outrun you. Even TJ Watt will outrun you. TJ Watt will hold the edge. Bud Dupree will hold the edge. Even Cam Hayward for a big guy holds the edge really well when he has to play end. Yeah. Um, I just love the front seven. And I think they're going to take away what Cleveland does best. That's what Bill Bill Belichick's made a living on. Look, he's not he's not tricky on defense. He's going to say, hey, I can tell you what I'm doing. I'm still You're still going to fail because I'm going to take away what you do best. Um, look, I mean, you, you saw Bill Belichick coming off uh, – the Raiders coming off that big win against the Saints. Darren Waller, huge game. He said, you know what, we're not going to let you throw it to Darren Waller. Darren Waller had a terrible game. Um, so I think Pittsburgh's going to hopefully take a page out of that book and say, look, Cleveland, you're, you're not going to beat us that way. Yep. And uh, if Odell's going to be out, boom, that makes it even easier. You don't really have to worry about too much of a vertical threat either. So mm-hmm. I like Pittsburgh. I like the under. I like them to cover as well. Yep. Um, that just about does it. That's all of our Sunday predictions. Um, we'll get back to you guys on Monday, though, yeah, we predicting kind of, the Monday night football games. It'll be an in-person as well. Yeah, we, uh, we kind of build ourselves a nice long weekend here getting this Thursday. Yeah, so, yeah, nice uh, long weekend to just simply watch sports. Yeah, so we will be back for you guys on Monday. Thanks for listening. Go to our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Uh, keep up with us. We will have lots of good content coming out all Weekend. So thank you for listening to the issue.